Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, The Turtles Present Battle of the Bands from 1968. The Beatles released Penny Lane on February 13, 1967. It was a double A-side single paired with Strawberry Fields Forever. Both songs were part of the recording sessions for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Since the singles were released months before Sgt. Pepper, they were not included on the album as originally intended. The songs showed huge growth and innovation in the Beatles' sound, a sound that would carry over onto the Sgt. Pepper album. Here's Paul McCartney on The Howard Stern Show in 2020. I was with our roadie, Mal. He said, we passed the salt, passed the salt and pepper. And he said, salt and pepper. I said, what? He said, salt and pepper. And I thought he said, Sergeant Pepper. <laughs> that was it? I said, that's great. Wait a minute, hold that right there. So I, that was the idea planted. And then because I'd been listening to all this sort of alternative music, I thought, Wait, what about that for an idea? You know, we'll pretend we're another band when we make this album. And the idea was when you walk up to the microphone, John, you won't be John Lennon. You'll be a guy out of this group so you can do anything you want. Strawberry Fields Forever peaked at number eight on the Billboard Hot 100, while Penny Lane would become the band's 13th number one song. But it would only hold that top spot for a week. The song that replaced it? Imagine me and you, I do. I think about you day and night. It's only right to think about the girl you love and hold her tight. So happy together. Happy Together was by the American rock band The Turtles. But they didn't write the song. It was written by Gary Bonner and Alan Gordon, former members of a band called The Magicians. Here's Howard Kalin of The Turtles talking about the song on WISN-TV's The Moore Show in 1984. Happy Together came to us uh, like many of our other songs did in the form of a demonstration record that a publisher sends out, uh, just another tune that his staff writers have churned out and give it a shot, won't you? As we understand it, it was heard by every group in the country and they all went, this is a silly song, we, we don't hear it. We heard it. Happy Together would stay in the number one slot for three weeks and become the Turtles' signature song. The song was arranged by the Turtles' bassist, Chip Douglas. Chip Douglas, Chip Douglas. Why does that sound so familiar? It was the first song Douglas had recorded with the band. He'd previously been signed to Warner Brothers Records with his band, The Modern Folk Quartet. They made two records before breaking up in 1966. And later that year, the Turtles needed a new bassist and Douglas took the gig. Though his contribution was huge, his time with the band was short-lived. Here's Mark Volman and Howard Kalin of the Turtles 
on Happy Together, the History of the Turtles documentary. To arrange the vocals and to play bass, Chip Douglas was there. I, I really do believe that he was primarily responsible for the Turtles' arrangement of that song. He got us out into the road with it, and we, we woodshedded it in front of the audience. Us. He was actually a member of our touring band playing out on the road, but I think Chip saw something bigger for himself waiting at the end of this because as soon as he cut Happy together as the bass player and had been on the road for seven or eight months as a part of our touring band in those cars, yeah, that, Chip, was that was it for Chip. Chip was, he had his demo, sort of speak, for his next part of his career. His departure from the band came in early 1967. After a turtle show at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood, Mike Nesmith of the Monkees talked to Douglas about becoming their new producer. I've talked about the Monkees before on this show. They were just a manufactured band for a TV show. But at this time, they were trying to become more of an actual band and be more involved in their own records. Chip Douglas had never produced anything before, but he decided to accept the offer. The Monkees began recording their third album, Headquarters, shortly thereafter, with Douglas producing. It was the first Monkees album to feature all four members playing, as well as writing half the songs. Headquarters would be released on May 22, 1967. It went double platinum within the first two months. It hit number one on the Billboard 200 for one week. The album that would take the number one spot away from them? So here we are back at Sgt. Pepper. Oh, and by the way, before I get into that, let me say that Chip Douglas would also produce the next several Monkees albums and their second biggest hit ever. Okay, Sgt. Pepper. One of, if not the most legendary album ever made. Equal parts groundbreaking, successful, and influential. And the Turtles were absolutely influenced by the Beatles. Here's more from Volman and Kalen from Happy Together, The History of the Turtles. Uh, we went nuts. Yeah, we did the same thing. Unfortunately, I mean, we got... <laughs> obsessed to the point that uh, we looked at their clothes and we were their clothes. We would read what kind of drugs they were taking. We took those drugs. If they did a psychedelic raga, we would do a psychedelic raga. Uh, when they formed their own company and called it Apple, we formed our own company and called it Blimp. We, we went in and created the Battle of the Bands. That was a tremendous uh, spin-off of what they had set up with Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band because here they had done what people were calling a concept album when we we wanted to do a concept album sergeant pepper was basically a variety show right they presented the show glad you had a good time at the show so long now we took it one step farther yeah, we went back to our roots you know and the original show of shows for us was winning at these battle of the bands and so we wanted to portray the music of the era as performed by the bands of the era and to make this concept record a reality they brought back Chip Douglas, this time as producer. On November 1st, 1968, The Turtles Present the Battle of the Bands was released on White Whale Records. I like turtles! There are 12 tracks on the album, each one performed by a different fictional band. The opener, 
simply called The Battle of the Bands, is by the U.S. teens featuring Raul. The song was written by Chip Douglas and the legendary Harry Nilsson. Two bucks and ticket got to get with it on the night they have a battle of the bands. Shine up my new shoes, kick off my old blues, night they have a battle of the bands. People coming from miles around, up down side of town. People spending their hard earned cash. Up and down the battle's gonna be a fight. And each group that we created musically, when you opened the album, we wanted to portray visually so that on the cover we're in tuxedos, kind of like the way... Come on in, folks. Here's just like the, the Beatles did, uh, we're Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band. We were now tuxedoed saying, come Tonight. in... Right, tonight, the Battle, well, the of, Battle the of the Bands became our Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club band, and it immediately went bringing the audience into something. And it, and it spun off with a harp into a song called The Last Thing I Remember, which was a way of showing that this album was all drug-induced and influenced, psychedelicized. psychedelicized. Very beatle Up next was one of the album's two singles, Eleanor. Their record label had wanted them to write another happy together. The song was written in a hotel room in Chicago by Howard Kalin as a satire of Happy Together. Though he wrote the song by himself, he later said in his autobiography, Shell Shocked, that the Turtles had agreed that any song written by one or more of the band members would be credited to the entire band. Eleanor went to number six on the Billboard Hot 100, and was also a top 10 hit in Australia, Canada, South Africa, the UK, and even hitting number one in New Zealand. The picture inside the album simply has the band as Howie, Mark, Johnny, Jim, and Al. Your looks intoxicate me Even though your folks hate me There's no one like you, Eleanor really Up next, a country song performed by the Quad City Ramblers. After a song called Oh Daddy, which pictures the band in prison uniforms as the L.A. Bust 66, Side One closes with Buzzsaw, a more or less instrumental by the Fabulous Dogs.
Hey, you. I just want to take a second to tell you about an awesome podcast called The Sloppy Boys from my pals Jeff Dutton, Tim Kalpakis, and Mike Hanford, who are also in a kick-ass party rock band, also called The Sloppy Boys. What's their show about? Well, it's a podcast about cocktails. Each week, they drink and discuss a cocktail recognized by the International Bartenders Association. Drinks like Tequila Sunrise, White Russian, Cosmopolitan, Mint Julep. They also have a great Patreon where patrons, as they call them, get access to the Sloppy Boys Blowout, a weekly bonus episode where the guys talk about music, movies, TV, shows, or honestly, anything they damn well please. And you don't have to be a drinker to enjoy it. They're just having fun and you'll have a blast listening. So check it out for a funny, boozy, wild time. The Sloppy Boys podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get podcasts. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello! I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Turtles had first formed back in 1963. They started out as a surf band called the Crossfires. In a nod to their former selves, they do a surf song reminiscent of the Beach Boys called Surfer Dan. And the band is the Crossfires. Up next is a Hawaiian-themed song performed by Chief Kamanawanalea and his royal macadamia nuts. Mm-hmm. This song is called simply, I'm Chief Kamanawanalea, parentheses, were the royal macadamia nuts. And in the years since its release, the song has been sampled several times on songs like Jimmy James by the Beastie Boys and Say No Go by De La Soul.
showed me is one of just three songs on the album not written by the band. It was written by Jim McGuinn, a.k.a. Roger McGuinn, and Gene Clark of The Birds. The Turtles version, or should I say, Nature's Children's version, was the album's only other single, and would be their last major hit in the U.S., peaking at number 6 on the Billboard Hot 100. It's also the second song on the album that would later be sampled by De La Soul, this time for their song Transmitting Live from Mars. Kalen and Volman would later sue them for using an uncredited sample. It got Volman and Kalen a huge settlement, which would then cause the music industry to begin crediting samples and paying royalties on sampled recordings. Oh, oh, oh it's true. One of the more ridiculous songs on the album is Food, performed by the Big Brothers. In the Big Brothers photo, Volman is posing as an overweight little person. Food is about, well, food and it includes a recipe for brownies. This album was all drug-induced. Induced. Induced. Two squares of dark chocolate, walnuts, pot, and sugar, a teaspoon of bacon powder, 30 minutes in the heat, and it's They even tackle bluegrass on Chicken Little Was Right, performed by Fats Mallard and the Bluegrass Fireball. Wrapped it up in a wire net, took it away and it ain't back yet. We were waiting, we were watching, guess we knew it all Despite having two top 10 singles, the album peaked at just number 128, staying on the charts for 12 weeks. It was the band's fourth album, and they would only release one more record, 1969's Turtle Soup. After the Turtles broke up in 1970, Howard Kalin and Mark Volman joined Frank Zappa's band The Mothers of Invention. Of course, Frank Zappa is no stranger to bizarre music himself. In 1969, Zappa would produce a record that's considered to be an early and influential work of experimental music and art rock, Captain Beefheart's Trout Mask Replica. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, 
and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums.